0: Hi, and I'm so excited about this show and our special guest, Chris Lonegro. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, Chris, you have a ton of cool stuff going on right now, but before we get to today, would you be willing to just give us a little bit of background and tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from and where you started?
1: Uh, sure, be happy to. Um, started, uh, let say, grew up pretty much here in Colorado, my folks moved here, let in the early 80s, Or we moved to this little place called Highlands Ranch. There's 300 <laughs> houses down there when we moved wow. Um, And yeah, so I grew up down there, uh, went to CSU for school, um, that's where I met my wife.
0: Fellow Colorado Max. native?
1: You no, know, she's from Wyoming.
0: Well, yeah. you're a native though, right?
1: Well, no, I wasn't born here.
0: No. Oh, you she's weren't? Chicago. Where were you born?
1: Chicago, oh. originally. So that's where oh, I bring okay. my love for the bears. Oh. Chicago. So, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, met my wife by, let's see, my last week of school up there. So okay. you know, I, I said, hey, I better find someone before I leave school here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went right into uh, the home building side of the world. So I was a construction management major and and did that, worked for a uh, uh, big national builder in the field and uh, went in, you know, the corporate office and did some stuff nationally for them. And uh, uh, this little thing in 2007, 2009 kind of happened and uh, I found myself in need for a a job and I started my company uh, a month later. Uh, I had a I had a three month old at the time. So it wasn't exactly the plan, but.
0: Oh my um, gosh.
1: That was 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, here we are today, basically, you know, um, building, building condos in the in, uh, Colorado market. So
0: that's people,
1: awesome. People said you shouldn't do and couldn't do. So.
0: Exactly. And that's part of what we're going to get into because I I really am excited to have you on the show today because really, Chris, you do that. You're someone that uh, I know I do and I know a lot of other people watch to see kind of what you're involved in because you're kind of always on the forefront of what's happening, whether it's the condo market, the office market, whatever it might be. So we'll get into some of that. But so take us back a little bit. So you already knew you went to school for construction management. So you knew that construction was where you wanted to go.
1: Kind of didn't. I was a pre-med major, and I think I got a C in chemistry. And I was like, "Well, medical school is probably not going <laughs> to be my choice." And I had a good friend who was in that in the CM program up there, and he said, "Hey, you should check it out. They've got a really good intro course, and I liked it." I'd always, with my dad growing up, we'd always been very hands-on, and you know, had worked together, and you know, finished our basement and built decks. And I always saw him basically kind of doing it, and it was, and so it was something that I never dreamed of doing Um, i always liked design i always liked homes home building that kind of thing i'd go with my parents it's probably odd to like the parade of homes and and all that stuff uh while when i was younger and um yeah i was i was enjoyed it i was always very interested in it so it's kind of funny the path so
0: it is. It's always interesting to hear where people kind of thought they would go, and then where they ended up. Because a lot of times isn't exactly in the same direction. But it's always interesting right. the story of how they got where they are. Now, so okay, you were in a corporate type position with a national home builder. What kind well, of? I started
1: in the field. Like oh, in you, the field. Kind of, okay. Yeah, I started in the field. I said, hey, you should be an assistant superintendent. I said, okay, sure, I'll figure it out. So you, you know, you figure figured out, and it was kind of trial by error, you know. Uh, and not a lot of training but you just you learned and i got stuck with some guys that were uh you know really good at what they did and and had some of the highest volume and and production basically we were in like kind of a, the top selling subdivisions and you know it was a lot of hard work but it was fun we you know we had a really great time you know doing it and, um but i always one of the things i took away from it was you know, people were you know, they were building these uh, homes and spending really good money on it. And, you know, man, like uh, they'd be sitting on the lot, which was just part of the model. But I was like, man, if you just would have moved the window, you know, over a foot, you would have had this amazing view. And I was like, gosh, for just like a little bit more like thought and design, you could really make some places really special. So kind of That's like, awesome. day. let's go do something else.
0: So then you kind of went from the production side into, did you basically go straight from production right into your own business?
1: Yeah. So I went into the corporate office um, and then I did national sales for um, granite marble wholesalers, kind of selling to national builders where I had just come from. So I had made some relationships on the corporate side and had this opportunity and I took it and then the market, you know, obviously drastically turned and, uh, you know, uh, people were, everywhere so um yeah so kind of found myself and i knew denver was a great place and said hey uh, there's a great opportunity so
0: awesome so then you came to denver and when you launched out to to launch your own company what did that look like
1: i had found a little lot in the lower highlands and uh actually some, uh, some good friends of mine had were going to put it together about six months prior and they could never put it together and they ended up going off and buy, buying an apartment building. And by the time this happened, it kind of come back in the market. So these guys said, hey, we've already done something else, but you should totally look at this. And so I looked at it. I said, okay. And uh, um, yeah, so it was just me. I was, uh, you know, superintendent, project manager. I was used to say on Wednesday, I would put my hat on and figure it out. And uh, yeah, we built a little nine unit condo project. Uh, basically in we started construction in 2010 finished it that year wow. um and you know contracted sales but you know so i knew the construction side knew how to get it built but everything else was a learning experience right um and it kind of I it speaks to your point a little bit what i've really found i think what's really helped me in the career and really just in development in general is uh is relationships it's all in who you know and you were able to leverage a lot of that like you know and I not had the relationships that, you know, from the homebuilding side that I could have leveraged there, um, I don't, that wouldn't have ever happened. So,
0: that's huge. And uh, you know, I I don't know that every all the listeners really know exactly how the construction defect has impacted the the Denver market. But when you were talking about doing condos in 2010, and, and even since then. Nobody was building condos. I mean, that was just not a market that was big in Denver due to construction defects. Can you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the laws really drastically changed in 2007. um, And I think, you know, the the pendulum has a tendency to, you know, swing to one extreme or the other. And I think in 2007, it swung kind of the other way. Um, And, you know, basically all but stopped condominium construction in the Colorado market. And, uh, you know, we saw that, saw that there was an opportunity, there was a demand, you know, we we felt that people wanted these. And the key, you know, really at the end of the day, I think that scared people was, you know, um, it was how, how do you, how can you do it and be successful and you know, not lose your shorts for, you know, right. for the most part, right? and so there's a way and that's the way you know we've kind of tried to carve out and, and we're not perfect but we also believe you, you, you try to build it like i would build it for myself um you know unfortunately there's there's not a perfect building that exists out in in the world there's a there's a defect if you will in any any building that that lives right right and he is 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 you know do you do it generally it's the right way right and and you treat people the right way and that's what really what we found is you know if we go and and, and treat people the right way and, and Um, try our hardest uh, that you know we can be successful
0: when you say you know treat people the right way you know in the in the essence of social capital it's really all about the people right it's about the Mm -hmm. relationships and it's about how we treat them and how we cultivate those relationships are there a few like kind of key ingredients that you would say are essential to building social capital or to developing that powerful network
1: you know, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, so a couple of things that we really look for, right, is in today's is, is treat people how you want to be treated, right? Yeah, you know, I think it's like kind of the you know there's a, a golden rule, or that's part right. of our golden rule. Um, and second piece is is you know we really look at this as a very long term play. You know, we want to be we enjoy doing this. We want to be doing it for a long time, right? So in order to do that, you need to do it. You have to generally do it the right way. and, except, and, and no one's perfect. So the other thing is is when you make a mistake up to it and they a way to work through it right you know right. And that's no different that if it's on my investor side or if it's on my you know our in client side or with our subcontractors in between it's it's you know trying to do that I think right now there, there's tends to be a little bit of a, a climate of you know get your dollar today and, and I think it's really unfortunate because again like you know we're really looking to try to, to do this long term and, and uh, you know it's, you kind of get me on my soapbox and I just, you know, I'm very passionate about that. And, you know, nobody wins. Um, if, if, you know, someone's going to lose on a project or they make a mistake, it happens. Right. And the right. key is, is okay. How do we learn from that and grow together down the path? Right. So right. You know, that's why we're, you know, that's the relationship that we want to have, you know, with our, our clients and our builders and, and our investors. So, um,
0: I think that's awesome and thank you for sharing. You know, and you can tell you're passionate about it. Can you tell us a little bit about where you think your passion comes from?
1: I don't know, you know, it's a very good story. Uh, you know, I definitely, you know, my parents are, you know, biggest role models and and you know, they we had a really great relationship and I think I growing up I had kind of, you know, that the parents you could actually talk to, you know. They they were, you know, they were still parents. They weren't like, you know, the best buddy, and but they were, you know, they, we had this very open relationship where it was like, hey, you can come and tell me anything. Like, chances are, we've probably seen it, right? You know, I, I, right. I remember them actually vividly telling me that, you know, a couple of times. It's kind of nothing that you're going to go through that we probably haven't, you know, heard of or seen or whatever. So, you know, they were they were great. Um, and uh, it's the same thing, you know, I've got two kids now and it's kind of, we try to do the same thing. You know, you, you have to parent and you have to, you know, you can't just be the friend, but, try to you know tell them hey like we've been there I get it I've been in your shoes it's really tough you know there's ups and downs in life but we'll get through it
0: yeah well uh, so when you look at kind of like where you've come from sort of the whole journey up to this point and you you know do you have some advice for people who are sort of maybe either just building um, and just starting their their journey or maybe even your younger self
1: yeah oh that's interesting uh, I wish I would've gone to school more in college. Probably, 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 probably <laughs> a, little more, a little bit more better use of the money that was spent on that. Uh, but I had a good time, so. Uh, 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 let's see. I think that, you know, the, I think the key is, is, is trust your gut, you know so many times that when it, it just doesn't feel right or it's off, you find out that, you know, those times it really doesn't work. So I think that's really a, a good piece. Um, I also think that, you know, especially starting a business for someone who's starting out, you know, we as, uh, just as humans, we have all these preconceived notions of what it really means to be successful in the business. And what I've found is uh, a lot of those are just things kind of, you know, head trash a little bit that you have upon yourself. And so we really work a lot with our team. Um, and, you know, one of the big things I, I always try to tell yeah, everybody, I think it, my, my biggest goal in life is um, at the end of the day, if I can help you succeed on your path or help push you or guide you or, or something along those lines, and that's a gift that, that I can give, um, that would be the most rewarding thing. Um, lots of people have helped me along my path and, and, and done that. And, you know, really that's what I want the other day. So I always tell my team, I'm like, hey, you know, guys, if what your job right now isn't like your passion and what you're truly passionate about, like, let's talk about it. I'd rather know what it is and we figure out a way to get you to where you want to be. And this is just a stepping step. Except. Like, I'm not, you know, uh naive enough to think that, you know, everyone loves doing what I, what we do as much as I love it. Right. You know, right. some people they do and some people they don't. And, and Hey, maybe there's a spot that is a better fit for you because we can kind of, you know, gain those passions or, or whatever. Or maybe this is just, a tool that allows you to go chase that dream that you have right so there's lots of ways to tackle it And i think the key is is yeah just understanding yourself and, and kind of stepping back from all these things that we all think that we have to do a certain way or, or has to be done so yeah there's there's a there's a, there's a thousand ways to do something um and the key is, is yeah, just you know being honest with yourself about what it is you really want
0: well thank you because that's great advice and uh you know and, and chris in our community and in this this market here in Denver, you know, you have a stellar reputation. And like I said before, you really are kind of known to be sort of a trailblazer or someone that's sort of on the leading edge of what's where things are going. And we had a conversation last week uh, kind of about where you are now. I'll never forget once the construction defect uh, law was sort of changed and some things changed a couple of years in the last couple of years, you know, you were like, now everybody's gonna be building condos. I'm looking for my next thing. Uh, and when we were talking last week, you kind of shared a little bit about where you're headed. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we still have some uh, some great condo projects going on. Uh, we have one called the Victor right by City Park, and we have another one on the upcoming in Rhino. Uh, but we uh, recently partnered with uh, – actually, when I first started in the business, I leased a desk in an office space. And a gentleman who owns the building, who I've known now for eight or nine – I guess nine years now um, – he had a parking lot, and he came to me a couple of years ago and said, hey, I think we should develop this together. And I said, hey, great. So we looked <laughs> at a couple options, and we're going to develop an office building on it. So uh, it's going to awesome. be right uh, in the lower highlands there, right by you know, L5 and Linger and that little, that little block. So Prime yeah, location? Yeah, I think it would be good. I mean, I would love to have an office there. That's why I have my office where it is. <laughs> my office is literally you know, just around the corner. So, um, yeah, it's a great spot, and, and so we're pretty excited about that. Um, you know, I think one of the other aspects that we've, you know, kind of just learned, and I think with all the connections that we've made in business and and uh, the relationship that we have, uh, you know, really am passionate about helping other entrepreneurs in their journey. Um, and so we're always like looking to how do we expand or get involved with you know other businesses and and um, you know what can we lend that. Gets, you know, it took me a long time. I feel like to get the the momentum we needed to, to to have a business. So I would love to help someone like do that faster for for them. So
0: awesome. So are you doing any like mentoring or anything like that?
1: I've got yes, I do it a little bit on the side right now, just for a couple you know people that I've gotten to know. Just you know, purely pro bono, and um, it's enjoyable. I really do enjoy it because uh, I. I like to see people succeed. That really is my greater mission, uh, of what I can, you know, my big my big why, if you will. And and so if I can help people along the way, you know, um, I think it's it's it is it's really the most rewarding thing.
0: That's awesome. And you know, in in doing some of these interviews and talking to people, you know, there's just such a theme in social capital and in people who really have a lot of of social power is that they have this constant desire to be helping other people. And to be figuring out how they can create value in other people's lives, and uh, and so, Chris, I just I'm not surprised at all that that's a big piece of who you are and what's important to you. And um, you know, a, another piece of what I know that you kind of operate in is sort of community and in in development within communities and kind of place making. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of your your ideas and thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, you know, I. Well, my business is I think it's pretty unique. You know, you really do get to shape a neighborhood, right? This, this community where people live and, and uh, they they truly live like, you know, like it's, it's their life, right? It's part of a moment in time. You know, it's like everyone thinks back, like think back to all the places you live. right? Right. And like that, is kind of this like placeholder right it's like this this section and um so we get to do this great thing and make this building you know that's going to be there for people and let them you know really help shape their life um and it's why i think you know design is so important is because man life life's too short to live in something that you really don't enjoy like you know that wasn't really maybe thought out very well it really is you know And, and for just some little tweaks here and there man it can make a space feel so much better right um also can align just what you're what you enjoy more than other right you know if you don't care about maybe you know having a big bedroom because you don't spend much time there, you just go to sleep it's like man let's figure out a way to like you know make that space as efficient as possible so you have all this other space that you can enjoy on on, you know that basis Um, so yeah so i think it's and it's really important that um we, we try our hardest again we are not perfect. And we also know that everyone, the beauty of America is that everyone has their own opinion and that you can <laughs> express that, right? Um, right? So we know that the projects that we do maybe aren't gonna be for everybody, right? That's okay. We do them for a certain reason and we try to execute them the best that we can um, in, a, in a way that kind of lends to, you know, the neighborhood and the fabric that's around it, so.
0: Well, you do an awesome job and those projects are outstanding. I mean, people talk about them and definitely know the projects that you've been involved in. And uh, kudos to you guys, man, your team is really making an impact, which is, which is really cool. Now, you know, as you sort of look at where you're going from here, what do you envision or what do you see sort of either being kind of the next trend or what's happening?
1: I don't know. You know, I mean, I still think there's a demand for condos. We definitely are seeing a huge increase in supply. So it'll be very interesting to see how the market, you know, reacts. Um, you know, Denver is with as much growth as we have. It's still a very desirable place to be comparatively. Um, it has changed just because, you know, bring, you know, you have a couple hundred thousand people come into a new market and it's going to change. It's inevitable. Um, that's what, you know, try to do our best to educate people is is like, change is inevitable, guys. And... Um, the key is is understanding what you really appreciate about your current neighborhood or your current living situation or your current commute, and trying to say, okay, how do we preserve that? Knowing that I can't control everything, I'm not going to just keep it perfectly the same, right? But if we can, can if we can uh, be purposeful about, like, hey, I really enjoy my neighborhood that you know all the homes are brick. Okay, great. So can we make sure that all new development is brick right or i really enjoy that you know all the homes are two stores it's like okay well how can we make that you know f- still feel the same right and so that you know uh, yeah you can preserve those things and a lot of that is it is it's a lot of discussion um and it's a lot of uh, you know being open to listening too right you know it's a lot of times i think that's where we get this impasse is is you know, change is for everyone um communication is hard too and you know and you know, collaborating uh, Tough. I think I think that's one of the great things about development is you get to bring all these different people together and try to build something, right? Yeah. And everyone's got a different priority and a, and a different mission and the key is, okay, hey, you know, why are we doing this? How do we achieve this, you know, collectively the best way? Because I can't do it by myself. We, we have to have a team.
0: That's awesome, and uh, thank you for sharing that. Do you, what do you see as kind of uh, where you'll be going in the next several years? Do you anticipate you'll keep building condos and start doing some offices? Are you going to get into hospitality? What's kind of yeah. in your future?
1: You know, I, I think one of the great things about development is there's always a, there's always a need some at, in the market at some point, right? And something is always not being served. Um, I think one of the goals we've always had is, is trying to be a nimble enough group to be able to adjust to that, um, and, and go after that. Um, you know, we really do enjoy the condo thing. I think we, we do it fairly well. Um, uh, you know, we're always seeking to, again, to improve upon it, but, um, yeah, I, I would say obviously we're going to continue down that path. Um, uh, you know, this office thing, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And if that's successful, then you know, yeah, maybe, you know, in the five years we'll talk and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll un- be on our fifth office building or something who knows but um the other think the key is is really just you know being honest looking at the market what do we what do you really feel is being underserved and and, and trying to you know figure out how
0: to, to tackle that seeing a need and then being able to be part of like providing some sort of solution yeah. sounds like right right so. I uh, well, I have so appreciated you coming on and sharing with us. You've given us lots of insight. Before we uh, wrap up, do you have any like kind of final thoughts that you want to make sure you don't leave without letting us us know about?
1: Ooh, final thoughts? Um, I, geez, I don't know about any final thoughts. You, I think you feel like you got it all out of me, but I think I I I just highly encourage people if there's something that they really are passionate about doing, or something that they've always wanted to do, but you know, they're in a great job where, you know, that would be really hard to leave or, you know, so many things. There's a way to do it always. Um, I never, re- I am so thankful that I had the opportunity, kind of the push that I needed to, to you know, go chase that. Um, I don't know that it that would have been really hard to leave, you know, I'd always wanted to, right? Um, so I think talk to people who have done it. Um, and, you know, there's a way to kind of put your toe in the water sometimes and, and, and stuff. But really, I think the day, you just you got to believe in it and you got to make it happen um there's no perfect answer there's no perfect recipe right you just have to go out and you know believe that you're gonna be successful and you work through the problems i mean if i, I told you all the ups and downs that we've had along the way you know, be, you know who, who knows if other people would have you know made it through or not but you know it, that's i think that's part of the fun part too
0: take the good with the bad and just know that it's yeah. propelling you to where you're supposed to be going right
1: that's right. It's just, you know, just, a, just another uh, problem to be solved. So.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Chris. This has been a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to seeing where this all goes for you. We will have all of your contact information and information about your projects that we discussed in the show notes, uh, and people will be able to reach out and, and access you that way. And just thank you so much. I hope that we can have you on again.
1: Well, I'd, I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.